The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Just when you think the Eagles can't let you down even more, they do. We are here on the seventh episode of the Odds and End Zones podcast on the Great Bleeding Green Nation Radio Network. I'm your host, Seamus Clancy, and with me, Joe, my man, what's going on? What's up, bro? What'd you do for the game on Sunday? Uh, we, you know what? We, we kept it very casual. We hung out at home, ordered some um, some pizza for the kids, and nice. um, and we got you know some wings and stuff. So four, four o'clock game. I know we talked about this in the last pod, but four o'clock games are they are okay with me. Um, yeah. Because I get to you know get my Sunday errands out the way, you know, um, and then I can sit down good and and get dialed in. Um, and you know what? That first drive, I was like, you know, we're gonna be cooking. Um, it's funny. I so I know we all know people who went out there. Uh, my uncle went out for his birthday. Yeah, um, we were talking last week. Yeah, so he um, he texted us and was saying that. Um, the vibes were incredible. Like leading up to the game, walking up to a ton and ton and ton of Eagles fans, right? I feel like this is this is this is our broken record. The, the vibes are always incredible. But he was like a ton of Eagles fans, um, and you know that first drive, the place was going nuts. And then obviously we know what happened after that. But yeah, it, it was um, not not a Sunday a Sunday well spent, but not well spent. I feel so bad for those Eagles fans because more so than any other road trip, oh, you yeah. know that cost yeah. several, several mm-hmm. thousands of dollars all around, not yeah. even talking gambling stuff like we do yeah. on odds and end zones. This isn't a little, you know, uh, NJ Transit, yeah. uh, Amtrak <laughs> ride up to the Meadowlands and back yeah. same day deal. Yeah. You're, you're staying at the... Uh, the Bellagio the out Bellagio, there, right? You're the, uh, the you got those bo- you got those bachelor party seats in there, like you're in the Arizona Diamondback Stadium or whatever. Yep. And they go and lay like an absolute sticker. Not even a game where I think this is what we've been talking about consistently is that they're not just losing games, which you could kind of be expected for a team that yeah. I thought they could have made a playoff push, and some people definitely differ on that before the season. But there are no things that – like, I'm not a moral victory guy, but there, is, there aren't even things that you could have a moral victory for right. from all their losses this season. If anything, their one win against Carolina is like a moral loss because they played terrible the entire game. And yeah. like they, 
had a fluke special teams play, that's that's not a sustainable way to play football. Like, hey, what's your bread and butter? Uh, we, we get like a, a block punt once per year that we uh, puts our team in good field position for our yeah. quarterback to rush for a touchdown. And I had my dad came over. My dad has like a crazy work schedule this year. So that was only the second game I got to watch with him all season. Oh, yeah. Watch the home opener. And, you know, I've always talked about my dad on podcasts and writing, you know, season ticket. He hasn't been able to go to an Eagles game. Won't be able to go to one until the Saints game all season. And by that point, honestly, the season might be over for both teams. Might be tailgating and not going even into the game at that point. I was going to say, yeah. (laughs) That's happened. The last time I did that was uh, the – I don't know who they played. It was at – it was like week 15, 16 of the 2012 season. I had a couple of my college friends. Like I drove my car down, left it. My dad like grabbed it, and we didn't go in. When we got into the stadium and we're getting into the seats, they blew the whistle for the two-minute warning. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you're like 18 or whatever so it's different yeah. Yeah. uh but you know it was it was definitely out of there before the last two minute warning yeah so for sure <laughs> i did a couple same game parlays and those are such an addicting thing and that's me yeah. like a, a bad thing and definitely uh you know gamble responsibly responsible don't be you know betting money that you can't afford to lose beginning of the day right. I lost this fifteen dollar bet, this thirty, and it could be different on pace when you're yeah. in. If you yeah. if you can afford to do a one hundred dollar bet because you make a lot of money and lose it, and you're okay saying I'm losing a hundred dollars today, that's fine. Go do it. Go crazy. Yeah, you, dude. yeah. All, all uh, but what an ingenious invention those same game parlay was because everyone's like you say, oh my god, this guy hit, hit for eight k or ten k or whatever. Everyone is doing a bunch of those on every game, and all those little costs yeah. add up. And then you see um, there was a guy, so a dude hit for, I think it was like 180 grand. And you look <laughs> at the can I like, I'm like, no, I'm like, no. Like, I, I'm looking at, I'm like, no, I can't imagine. Like, because you, you, you also have to put down a substantial amount of cash on it, right? To so get like, there, yeah. You, you got to be willing to lose, let's say it was like a six grand bet. You got to be willing to lose six grand. <laughs> like, should, should, should pack my maybe home. you can maybe some guy can lose or, yeah. or a girl or whoever can can lose so I've, I've always said that the i've always thought that the people who bet those amounts of money they are way more way more well off than i am so like losing six grand to somebody like that is probably a drop in the bucket because they probably got another couple of grand lined up ready to roll so like yeah I, if you if you can Stomach that, I'm sure it's not the first time you waste your amount of money. Yeah. If there's anything you're going to bet this weekend, I, I can't, I don't think I'll bet on the Eagles the rest of the season. I'm sure mm. this will change at some no. point. Like, you know, maybe I'm going to the game with my dad and be like, you know what? Like, this could be fun. The team stinks, but maybe yeah. they just pull one out today. You know, maybe Devontae Smith, I put him to score the first touch. Yeah. Or something like that. That's like, I, what could the line be that you would bet on the Eagles? Like, I, they're playing a winless Detroit team. That team seems like they actually like their head coach and they yeah. seem amped up. They have a way different energy. The Eagles are the team that feels like they're 0 and 7. Yeah. And the Lions feel like they're a 2 and 5 team that's kind of fought back a bunch. And right now, the Eagles are minus three and a half. There's no line in all of sports betting that I think you should do more than a home team yeah. plus three and a half. Home dogs always a nice little thing to look at. Always. You're yeah. getting plus three and a half. I've that's like a famous shirt that people wear in like Vegas and Atlantic City and like gambling circles. Like my 
one of my closest friends growing up. He's like legit works for sports books, has for the last couple of years. Yeah. But he has a shirt that says plus three and a half on it. So I, I and I actually I agree, and I think that um I'm I'm looking at this and this is a my my message and a caution to all all of our, our listeners and our, our fellow betters. This is a Lions team that has been on the precipice all year. <laughs> and they, they gave the tough. Rams a scare. Right. They gave, they gave the Rams a scare. And they, I mean, they took the Vikings literally down to the wire. They play tough and they and they play very, very fast. And you, you hit them that right on the head. They're a team that looks like they at least enjoy their head coach. And, they, you know, they definitely play hard for them. Like they may not be, they're certainly not the most talented, but the, the guys that they have are, they play really hard to the end of the whistle. So I think that, you know, we could be looking at a tight game going into the fourth quarter. I, I would be highly shocked if it's a blowout either way. I, I think that this is going to, one, this is not going to be the prettiest brand of football for anybody. I, I would caution folks with that. Um, and two, I think that, um, you know, when you're when you're when you're zero seven, you're desperate, right? So, I think they're going to throw every the entire kitchen sink at the Eagles. Um, ironically, though, uh, speaking of bets, our our guy, our guy for sure in in prep brotherhood. Um, they're I've been waiting best, to talk about him, right? Their very best player um, doesn't really see. They don't feature him until the fourth quarter. It's the oddest thing I've ever seen in football, dude. Seriously. If, if they used him, the way that the Eagles run defense, I don't know the numbers. I don't know what, the, what they're in rush DVOA or rush yards yeah. per game. But based on just the eye test and what you saw against Tampa Bay, what you saw against Detroit, when you see you against guys, maybe they're not the greatest running teams ever. Dallas right. is obviously – but do you have these talented backs? They're able to destroy this Eagles defense because – Fletcher Cox just isn't Fletcher Cox anymore. Brandon Graham's gone as good as he is and as iconic as he as a, is as yeah. a pass rusher, he's probably actually better as a run defender. And again, that's Which not is, a slight to his pass rusher at all. You can tell they miss him. Yeah. Yes. And linebacking core, and I think I might, I might do a pot on this later in the week in terms of the Eagles' yeah. uh, bad positional valuing and how things have kind of been a horse show theory where you do value something so far that yeah. you're like up your own butt and don't and like you need to have like oh the running doesn't matter like actually you need to have like a good running back and right. you also need to know that. And, like linebackers don't matter like obviously you want to pay like a safety or a defensive right. end or an offensive line more money than linebacker but you also need players in your team that can tackle and stick tight ends and slot receivers and they don't have any of that so i i, I don't know what's what, the lines aren't out because it's still early for people who are listening to this we're recording Late Tuesday night after the Sixers just got demolished on national TV by the Knicks. Yeah, by the Knicks. And you know they're going nuts outside MSG right now. Oh, yeah. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. I'm so, jealous. Jealous. I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. Uh, I wish I honestly wish I was there. I don't even care. As a just as a basketball fan, it's 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 a I'm sure it's electric. Have you ever seen a game there? I've seen a game there. I've seen a Big East tournament game there. I've never seen a Knicks game there, though. I've, I've seen I was lucky enough. Um, in college to have a roommate who was um, just as crazed about basketball as I was. So we went up for um, the Big East tournament game. And the second time I was there, I took a tour for my birthday. But, um, man, it is is as palatial as they make it out to be. 
it's a it's a sight to behold for sure. And the cool the, one of the super super cool things about it is the train. You take the train up, you literally right there. Back off. <laughs> right. it's, it's perfect. It's perfect. Honestly, it feels like a movie when you're coming out of Penn yeah. Station and you see yeah. that there. I've been there once. I talked about this a lot in the past. In my junior year of college, I was an intern for the Philadelphia Daily News for the actual yeah. newspaper. And just because of how short staffed they were, I was basically, I mean, I was only getting paid part time as because I was a yeah. student and going to school full time and doing this and, you know, writing for Liberty Ballers and stuff like that. Uh, but because they're so, so short staffed, I was kind of working as a full time employee at the same time. And just the way college basketball season developed, I ended up becoming essentially their temple beat writer. That's and all. Temple made the NIT championship. Not even the tournament. It's the NIT. And it was yeah. at Madison Square Garden. And they were playing Miami. They lost the game. But I got to sit on, like, press row. Press row isn't like the Sixers where it's all back. You're yeah. sitting, like, baseline. It's like right there, yeah. Right there, like, on the floor of Madison Square Garden. I don't care. That's a Temple-Miami NIT game. The, the loser bracket. That's awesome. It, it, was, it was the most incredible yeah. experience. That's terrific. And, and Look, I, I've interviewed some of my favorite Eagles players of all time, and I still think maybe just sitting there and soaking it up mm-hmm. at 20 years old was oh, for sure. mind blip. And you're, I'm yeah. sitting there next to like Mark Narducci and Mike Kern, <laughs> like these Philly sports writing yeah. legends too. It was awesome. Shout out to Mike Kern. You got his uh, – Thanks. Got yeah, his I got to go to that. I never had their turkey. I don't know. I'm not going to call it the uh, – what a convenience store chain calls theirs because I don't yeah, want to yeah, give that. them any publicity. Yeah. Uh, but their Thanksgiving like sandwich with turkey and stuffing and it is very sauce good, looks awesome. It's uh, awesome. Definitely got to pick one up in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, highly suggest. It, it's really, really good. I've only had it once since it's, since they've been debuting it, but it's good. It's yeah. decadent too. Like if you have mm-hmm. one, make sure you don't have anywhere else to go because you're going to be planning on the couch afterwards. Yeah, don't don't wear a nice shirt either. Sorry. Yeah, don't wear like that. I'm wearing like my pajama joggers right now. <laughs> I was feeling I had like a slight like a slight cold, not COVID. I've gotten a couple of COVID tests and I'm fine. Uh, but I had like the knit hat on inside. If you you can watch this on YouTube, subscribe to the BGN YouTube channel. The the link will be in the podcast feed. But I was like bundled up today because I, I went for it was like the most Philly thing ever. I wasn't feeling well the last couple of days, and I went to go pick up some food. Uh, like some groceries, and I went outside, and like I'm from Philly, so I wear like a Flyers windbreaker and yeah. shorts, and it was really like 53 degrees out, and I, and I was like, oh, I thought I would, I'm just a big guy, I would assume I would have sweated so much. When I got home, I was like, I probably should have sweat out this cold instead, and got all bundled up. And I'm at home, I'm texting Ashley, I'm feeling sick, everything like that. Um, but DeAndre Swift, it's, how's she feeling? How's Ash feeling? Good on the couch. He's uh. Getting back into Pokemon Go. Oh yeah, we'll, and, we'll uh, leave it alone. That's it. That's it. We lost. It's good. Uh, I don't necessarily want to say what the building is because I don't even know what the real name would be. But <laughs> uh, the, the apartment building we live in is some kind of uh, land hotspot, like a hotspot. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know that. I don't know the terminology. Yeah. Uh, so it's apparently if you're over here at some point. <laughs> the kids, the kids are into Pokemon Go. Bring them through. Uh, but talking about another guy from Philly, if you want to do a Philly bet this weekend, don't bet on the Eagles. I think DeAndre Swift would be the guy, right? Like, yeah, you, you, like you, you probably have a little bit more insight than them because I know you follow him super intently, way more than me. 
and he had some nice plays. He had a great catch and run. He's way better as a receiver in the pros than I expected him to be. I think yeah. that was a thing where in college where he maybe wasn't asked to do that a lot. And also a thing where we talk about Georgia running backs in the past a lot is they're so fresh. They have so many guys rotating in and out. So, you know, these guys are uber talented, but you don't know exactly like what their specific concrete skills are. And he's amazed me is that he had that great run last yeah. week, but I don't know if he could take alternate running, rushing yards line or whatever it might be. I you know buck fifty, but like I think back to that 2015, the Eagles lost to a bad Tampa Bay Buccaneers team at home. Doug Martin, like one or two years past peak muscle hamster era, rushed for <laughs> 235 yards, and the Eagles lost 45 to 17, I believe. No, I don't. I don't think it'll be a 45-17 loss, but I could see the Lions winning and it not being like necessarily a super close game. Yeah, and Swift goes for like a buck sixty. They so it just like absolutely destroys Alex Singleton like in the red zone or, or like on a quick out and up where maybe he doesn't have 160 yep. rushing yards, but maybe yards from the scrimmage too, because like we're saying, he is really talented as a pass rusher, as a pass catcher. Pass catcher yeah. And we're talking about positional value and the Eagles have absolutely nothing, nothing at linebacker. And that's where um that's where really He's been making his money. I mean, like you said, it, he hasn't at Georgia. He wasn't really asked to do it that much because you know he was also for the first two years of his career he was splitting time with two other NFLs, right? So with Sonny Michelle and Nick Chubb. Like, I mean, imagine that uh, running back room. Um, Remember so, that account that was popping off for a bit? It was like at college athletes or college yeah. athletes would post like all these. Like they they their issue was they posted too frequently. Yeah. Initially, and then they just ran out of material. I was they saying they just, ran so, and they just they were just they're just a self retweet account. There was a college, respect. Yeah, it was college basketball one like that too, and they the same thing. They ran out of content. Like their issue, <laughs> and it's you know it's, it's a shame too because these like these guys start these accounts and it's actually good stuff, but they forget like they don't they never come up with an algorithm. So if you if you tweet all your stuff all your good stuff in a month, you, you just become a retweet account. So people, yeah, like yeah. you wait for the Georgia Nick Chubb game post right. when right. the Browns are playing on Monday Night Football. Yeah. You know, or something like that. Right. Or Georgia's playing Bama in the SEC yeah. Championship. Not an elite poster like either of us or Jeff McDevitt out there. You got best, right. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like another, another it's funny. Um, another thing I was thinking about earlier is they – the Lions try to do this like weird one-two punch where like they don't really ask Swift to it's the reverse. So right, they don't they don't really ask him to take it from scrimmage a ton. Like they'll split him out and you know they'll like if he's in there, he's most likely gonna run a screen or like they're gonna do a, a nice a nice pitch or toss. But like Jamal Williams is their is their bell pile, yeah. right? So like that's another he's another sneaky, like if you want to do like the alternate yards for like 50 or something. Pick him up in fantasy. I was going to say, like, I literally would pick him up in fantasy because if they get into the red zone, unfortunately, it's usually not Swift who gets it. It's, it's Jamal Williams. He's like yeah. the, the heavy hitter. Um, and then, um, like, they're off. Their wide receivers are, uh, but uh, TJ Hawkinson, I think that's how you say his last name. They're tight end. Like Jerry He's kind of like what we thought Goddard should have been. Like, yes. not, I'm not saying he. Goddard is like bad. I was I've always right. been a fan, and I think he's still like a top ten tight end. Yeah, closer to yeah. top six seven, just pure on talent. 
But I know he's kind of getting the, the targets because of who he's playing with and got didn't get as much because of who he right. was playing with, right. Ertz and other factors on the Eagles. But, you know, kind of had that breakout year that I really yeah. wanted God to have. And, you know, we're getting there. Like, it's finally the Dallas Goddard's breakout year. I, I don't really want to get too into that. But Hawks good. You, he's good. What do you think um, – You what do you think – Goddard's leash is like, do you think they're going to go give him another full season? Or like, do you think I'll tell you what I think, but I want to hear what you think first. I don't, I don't. So before the season, like not, I'm I'm not talking like June, July, I'm talking September, like early in the week. uh, Ertz came out and said he like reconciled with the organization and seemed things seemed good. And it was just, you know, a total 180 from 365 days prior when he had that fight with Howard and Goddard made a comment to the media. I don't know if you remember, it was like, uh, like things stalled out. I'm like, wait, are they actually going to keep Ertz over? And I was like, he's yeah. probably going to be cheaper. Yeah. And Goddard's hurt pretty often. And, you know, he's in, once he's hurt often, he plays an injury prone style. Yeah. He's very physical. And that's what makes him awesome. Like uh, when he's doing well, you're seeing him crush defenders. But, you know, that's one of those things where you're talking about uh, like a quarterback who takes a lot of hits. He's yeah. taking a lot of hits. And, Zach Gertz, who has had some injury issues, he did in 2020, uh, but maybe someone you thought could age a little bit better because getting yeah. less based on brute strength uh, than Goddard is. So I, I don't. I'm thinking yes now, but I don't want to pay him. You know, I don't think he would. He's not going to get Kelsey money or, or no. Kittle money or anything like that, or uh, what Mark Andrews got even. Yeah, uh, I think he's going to get like above market deals. Cause that's what happens when NFL players do reach free agency. Like if you're good, someone's going to pay you because rarely do yeah. the players become available in the NFL and them trading or makes me feel like, okay, they're going to keep him. I think how he wants that pick to like look good and say, Hey, we didn't, he was our top pick after the Super Bowl. Yeah. We really invested in him. We think we're getting him for a discount because he hasn't played a lot. He has so much room to grow because he hasn't had enough time to show it on the yeah. field, stuff like that. Um, but it just feels like a weird situation with him. A lot, and a, a lot of that's just on feel, not only concrete info. I'm not an insider. You're not an insider. We're not that side yeah. of uh, Just something seems a little off with him and the organization. Maybe it was just that one comment I'm reading too into it. But I can't imagine he's super. And there was talk too, right? That they were iffy there because they thought they might trade him for Deshaun. Right. Watson, they, something right. like that too. There just seems to be an iffy connection. And I'm not sure how so they are on him long term. Swaggy's theory is that they are getting Gasecki. Not based on anything concrete, but like he goes, they bring Gasecki in. I think Gasecki is, at least this season, is performing better for him. Obviously, you have some midnight green goggles on where I think God has always been a big factor. Yeah. Yeah. But I think Gasecki right now is playing better football than him. Yeah. And I I, I like him. I think he's um, he's more than serviceable. He's he's super duper physical. He's a guy who I think sometimes for as skilled as he has shown to be or as flash to be, he doesn't always show that. And yeah. I think that that inconsistency might be where the disconnect is with him and the team. I, I think the team may be asking for for that and he's like, Oh, I'm doing the you know, I'm doing the best I can. Like he's yeah. he strikes me as a, I'm doing the best I can type guy. Like he's never gonna be like Oh, well, you don't pay me to go across the middle. I think he's more of a, I'm just doing what you ask type of dude. But um, 
I don't know if he'll, yeah, I don't know if he'll ever be the, you know, the, the Darren Waller, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle mold, and, and that's probably unfair to ask of him, but, you know, those are his competition. He's a, he's a start, he's a featured tight end in this league, yeah. and those are the guys he's always going to be, you know, um, I guess you can throw Kyle Pitts in that mix too. Guy had 190 receiving that the other day, but you know, he's a guy who, that's basically his peers, and that's who he's always going to be compared against. Um, so I think that it would do him some good to take whatever this offseason brings. And, and yeah, I feel like he's a guy who he could, he, he's a really good, like, best shape of his life candidate. Like, I don't think we've ever seen him in the best yeah, shape. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, oh, uh, like, yeah, like, you know, oh, Dallas Gurt is the best shape of his life. You know, everybody's like, best shape of his life. He, he, he strikes me as that kind of guy. Like, he's a, easily a best shape of his life candidate. I've been trying not to laugh about it, and it's pretty damning. Like, I think he's good, but he does, like, he's the tight end, and he's supposed to be like a top 10 tight end in the league. He doesn't have good hands. No. Tight end that's supposed to be awesome. He's going to get like, it's probably like whether it's, he's going to get like 20, at least 20 million guaranteed in free agency from an Everett team. Like he doesn't have good hands. He like, he drops the ball. Like like, he's really, he is really good. Like he's really talented. But like, like you think of Zach Ertz, like would you have ever said like bad hands at any any point in his career? Even when we, we thought he was maybe like, not truly like goats here, like we thought he was in like 2014 yeah. or whatever. Like the hands were like the tight end needs to have good hands. Like sometimes you can see with a receiver who does all these crafty things and crazy separation can burn him, and maybe he has some drop issues. Tight end, like the whole point is like you're not the fastest guy in the world, and but you sure can catch the ball. But, right, that's that's it's, it. Exactly. That's the point of the position. It's like you're the you're the fullback of the of the passing game like you're not yeah. the, you're not the, the the fastest or the quickest but like you know the, the fullback sure can run the ball because that's what he does like the, tight end, the tight end is supposed to literally just catch the ball like how can you have cement for him <laughs> like we, we never ever we never said hurt hurt has bad hands we always always ever asked for was some yak right does, that's does all Darren Waller have bad hands <laughs> like which tight end has like bad hands right. and again like i've always been a goddard fan and just one of those things to me right now i'm like wow we gas up this tight end myself included over the years and even this year and even and we talked about the podcast last week maybe take some goddard bets prop bets because uh earth was gone and i think he yeah. had like he might have had like 60-ish yards which is yeah. terrible and one of my props i had him six catches and 62 yards uh, or 65 yards, 60 yards, whatever. I don't think he quite hit the receptions mark. Yeah, it was yeah. a pretty good performance when his first uh, Ertz came out there. But like, we're gassing up a tight end who doesn't have great hands. Like, it just sums up the Eagles' experience. Not, that, this year, saying, just everything saying, feels disastrous. Welcome to the to the 2021 Eagles season. We're talking about a tight end with clubs for hands. We have like one of the three or four fastest quarterbacks in the league who. Doesn't make crazy running places. <laughs> like besides Lamar and Kyler, it's like him and he just They are like, the they're the bizarro team. They're the bizarro team for sure. Like yes. they have the they have the sneaky deep threat who can who is never ever like it's odd that, like the sneaky deep threat who never gets the ball in stride or who never gets in stride. The the super fast quarterback who rarely runs the ball. 
a tight end. They're, they're really a tight end who can't catch. Like, it, the list just goes on and on. The like the really talented running back who doesn't know that you have to stay in bounds. Yeah, the running back who definitely got to stay in bounds. Like they just leave the the blooper reel sell this stuff. <laughs> just play yakety sacks on the the YouTube highlights so of the season. Because I think I saw, um, I forget what they were saying it during the game. But like the the offensive line, I think is like the most penalized offensive line in the league. Something crazy like that, and, and it, yeah, it makes the most sense. They they just, it, we're laughing and keeping crying, but they it's, are. It's just, definitely like uh, you know, water white under in the like yeah. in the whole laughing or like laughing crying. <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It sucks. Pro football talk. Let's do something that could be fun. Said that. Seems like last offseason, Russell Wilson won in the trade pro football talk reported out today. It seemed like there was a lot of buzz last offseason. Yeah. It seems like a formality. Uh, Seahawks are doing poorly. He's out with an injury right now that he might be gone. Like this is – he might have you know, played his last played game. Last game. We, don't know, yeah. we don't know the, the exact severity of the injury. It could also be a thing where he's like, this team's bad. They're not going to play us. I'm mm-hmm. not coming back, which obviously you can't play him. Before this, he's never missed a game in his career. Yeah. As a – you know, he was a day two pick started from day one. And – there was talk that he could be traded this season. And I'm like, obviously, we, we I don't want Deshaun Watson here. I don't think yeah, he wants to be here. So that's that's takes another thing out of the equation. Yeah. Uh, but if they were to trade for, say, they, uh, what if they gave up the, their pick and the Colts pick and they kept the Miami pick or they kept one of the Miami or keep one of the Miami or the, Miami yeah. or the Eagles own pick? Yeah. And you send those two picks with Hertz and kind of punt this year, but you throw Minshew in there. To this is just a hypothetical, obviously. yes. We're yeah. not betting on this happening, absolutely not. But we're just shooting yeah. the breeze right now because there's been a lot of talk about when your team's bad, right? Throw Minshew out there for a level of stability, see what you have because he's on the contract another year. He could be a good backup for Russ, yeah. has probably can like a similar archetype in a way to Russell Wilson. Obviously, nowhere near the actual player in talent, but the way you cheat, like uh, cater offense to Russ, I think Minshew right. could actually run that offense, is which exactly what you want with the backup right. quarterback. Right. I think I, it's kind of like the move. When Hertz was the was the QB one, still is the QB one, but you have Minshew in there to kind of make sure the young guys are on offense are still developing, and then let Russ sit, let Russ cook on the sideline. Yeah, and you know the, the organization has been obsessed with Russell Wilson. Oh yeah, and I mean like, the stories go back. I mean, yeah. they drafted Carson Wentz because they were obsessed with Russell. Like yeah. like all of those types of things come to play. They drafted Jalen Hurts because they were upset about passing on upset Russell about, Wilson the yeah. first time. And they were nervous they were going to do it again. Like, all, all this stuff that it only feels fitting that he would come back. And, again, how he makes more trades than anyone, it's not going to happen at the deadline. But uh, could you think of anything, like, more rocking? Because, you know, the Eagles are number one in this town. We have got a crazy basketball trades, Phillies trades, you know, the Cliff Lee signing amidst, you know, Phillies mania in this town back yeah. when I was in high school that era. But – I can't like T.O. coming here was unbelievable. 
yeah. But like for an end season move, like nothing could be more no hectic or crazy. Again, like we're not reporting this as a real thing or anything. Like I don't want people to take stuff. I can't remember. Crazy, and I, but, you know what? And and to be honest, with the way that they are, they they currently are. I, I think that they they'd be willing to do it. I think. Like I don't know yeah. if see if like they came up to the Eagles and were like, "We'll trade you him. Give us X, Y, and Z." Yeah. They would give X, Y, and Z because I think mentally. They've punted on this year already. Maybe they were already yeah. punting to begin with before we, before even fans either yeah. believed it or maybe they didn't want to. I feel like me, maybe the team was bad. And I just, I just couldn't believe it. Do you know what I mean? It's one yeah. of those things where I want to be optimistic. I don't want to throw the season away. I want to keep it entertained as long as I can throughout the season, have this suspension of disbelief. Yeah. But they're probably much more realistic than me, which maybe kind of saves how we shot. We're like, oh, we were supposed to be bad. Yeah. Like, if they were like, like internally, if they were, the conversation were. Well, we knew what this year was going to be anyway. Then how is not going anywhere, right? I mean, even yeah. when you're being super realistic, we know he's not going anywhere, like after this year. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, so I, I do think that everything's on the table, right? As they all, as bad teams always say at the end of the season, yeah. everything's on the table, right? So, um, and I think with that is the, you know, if you do have Jalen Hurts finish this season as you started and, you know, um, Whatever you think a an actual evaluation of of him was or is, um, I think they absolutely will entertain it. I know yeah. I, I would be hard pressed to think that 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 Seattle would let Russ let that game have been Russ's last game, even yeah. if it was, you know it was weird. Just, yeah, like, that's because he doesn't have that outward personality. Right. I'm not saying like I'm not saying he doesn't have an ego. Every NFL player, especially at his of his stature, his stardom, his quality, his talent. Uh, but he's not necessarily a media outwardly about right. it. Like he probably has those qualities, but maybe he's right. smart enough to work the PR mills and not do that. But it, he yeah. seems like a guy, there's been so much smoke over the last few years that from insiders that something seems amiss with the organization. And yeah. you know, maybe that he gets traded this offseason. Maybe he goes to Washington. Maybe he goes to Carolina. Maybe he goes to some carousel where he ends up in Green Bay. There, there are these all, yeah. all these kind of options. He ends up with Las Vegas. And I mean, I, I could see like that's that's how he's white way up. Yeah. And this is we're talking not just trade deadline this year, but this offseason. I feel like they're not sold in hurts. I'd rather I don't know much about Matt Corral, if I'm pronouncing his reign right from all this. He seems like the guy everyone has his QB one. I haven't seen yeah, him but he's like, anything. Yeah. I, he's yeah. he's nothing like I he doesn't seem like true super duper star. So there's not even like a quarterback where I'm super into where I feel like we're almost resigned to if they don't make a move for a, a veteran quarterback, uh, you know, a situation where they just stack pieces and run with Hertz or they do some kind of budget stopgap, whether it's Jimmy G. No, yeah. no, I, I, I so, wouldn't like it, but no, I wouldn't be shocked if like they said they get Matt Ryan next year or something yeah. like that and be like, look at Tom Brady playing in his to his 40s. We think Matt Ryan, age 37, he's got some of the right. best years of his career in front of him. Something like that. But, and like, you are also, if you go in and you draft a Matt Carl, that's, that's a second year you're punting because to, it's a very rookie quarterback. You, you think Dylan Harris is a rookie. If, you might have uh, to punt on the end, or you punt it. Is it a wasted year, too? Because right. if Sirianni's coming back, he's probably getting fired after next season, especially if the new quarterback, and you just kind of wasted a year of development. Right, exactly. Because earlier in a podcast earlier in the year, I was like, I could see Sirianni be done and one and caught some flack and understand why I've been too aggressive about it. 
but it's a situation where it feels like a marriage between those two because just say they cleared out the GM, a new GM is going to want, and which I don't think is likely, uh, the new GM is going to want a new quarterback, uh, know, a new head know, coach, like, a new quarterback. And, and this isn't – there's guys on that team that are long in the teeth. Like you may – we may this, this is more than – for all intents and purposes, this might be Jason Kelsey's last year, you know, and, and you know, you got – you're gonna have BG coming back and come a you know Achilles injury. You're gonna have Fletcher Cox a year older. You're gonna have you know Slay Darius Slay a year older. Rodney McCombie a year older. Like that, those guys aren't built to punt years now. They're built to win yes. now. So like you either you you either have to you gotta make your move now, or you have to jettison the entire ship. And tell those yes. and be careful with those guys like look, we love you, but you know, we're we're burning it all down and, and we're rebuilding. So we're sending you to Miami or we're you know, we're sending you to Denver. You know what I mean? Like it's gotta be it, it can't be in between because we've seen it, we've seen it in basketball, which is why we all were so on board with an actual tank, right? From from our guys, you can't be middle of the pack because middle middle of the pack gets you nowhere. Because you always all you do is wind up being a proverbial either fifteen uh, you know, top 15 pick, a top 20 pick. You're not a seven because your defense is a normal year. Right. You're not good enough for seven and nine, but you're good enough for nine and seven, but you, it, it's always one weekend done. And so, like, it's got to be one or the other. And I, I don't know if they're having those conversations now, but it wouldn't surprise me if the new guy, if there is a new guy, comes in and says, you know, boom, 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 you know, we're, we're out. Like, you, like, this is a rebuild. Um, it's, it's going to be interesting off season, as as always is around these sports. When it comes to sports, I feel like Jeff Flory, because he has a lot of power in the organization. We've said that for yep. a while, and then maybe he always has, and we didn't really notice it because they were winning and it didn't matter as much. But when they're playing poorly, we get more worked up about it because we have to put put the blame on someone. And I say that as someone who does put blame on him. I'm not saying it's wrong that fans do this or media members do this. He doesn't strike – he seems like a guy who wants to be on the forefront of analytics, the revolution of football, be a progressive football mind. Yeah. At the same time, he doesn't strike me as a guy – he's a little older now, not like Arthur Blank old or anything like that, but in the sense that he doesn't strike me as a guy who wants to rebuild. Like I think he – like when they even made the move for Wentz, there was talent around that team. That yeah. wasn't really like a true rebuild. That was a – they just got a quarterback and they added to a kind of good roster. And then we saw a year later that, that equated to a Super Bowl run. So I don't know. Like I, I, It's going to be, like you said, it's an interesting offseason. It'll be weird and it'll be a crazy inflection point where this year, next offseason, it sounds stupid to say like this offseason decides this. Like like no crap. Obviously the offseason is important. But <laughs> uh, like in five years – We'll look at this upcoming offseason as the true inflection point of the season, yeah. not not the 2021 offseason or but like this specific offseason where they're gonna make a decision on quarterback that affects the next couple of years, either way, coaching either way, those type of things. And I, I think I, I think you're right. I, I don't think that this current leadership is is fond of tanking or built for a tank or built for rebuild. So I I think it's gonna be it's either going to be a mess or it's going to be it's either going to be a mess or a mess because I don't think that um, 
I, I agree wholeheartedly with your point that this is not a, a leadership group that is set to be in a part of anybody's rebuild or, or, or breakdown. I just got a Twitter notification for Mark Stein and it said Prisingas has officially been ruled out. And I just looked real quick on my phone when it popped out. I thought it said Prisingas has officially retired. <laughs> you might, do, you might as well. <laughs> my, my, he should just retire. Yeah. You might as well. Uh, we, we, um, I'm looking at the, the, the rest of the, the lineup. Um, for, yeah, do you have any, any lines that we'll wrap up there? Any other lines that jump out to you? Anything on, uh, I'm not looking at lines, but Thursday night should be the best game. Could be the game of the year. I think, uh, yeah. Green Bay at, at, uh, at Arizona. Green Bay, Arizona. Yeah. That's the game I was looking at. Um, I, I like Arizona a lot. Yeah. Oh, Cause, uh, Devontae Adams is out, right? He'll be he's, out with COVID. Yeah, he's probably and, out and Alan, Alan Lazard is unvaccinated. I think yeah. he'll be out. Okay, so that line makes a little bit more sense there. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has had some memorable moments in that stadium in playoff games, too. I'm thinking back now. Uh, two playoff losses. He, do you remember that? It was against Arizona. He had that, like, fourth yep. end of regulation, Hail Mary. Yep. Um, he had a really famous game against Warner's Arizona team. Uh, it was like in the first round yeah. in 2008 where it was like a, another overtime game, but he ended up losing that one. I think yeah. Connorsman had a defensive touchdown on a fumbler interception. Uh, not, not many games really striking my eye this weekend, I would say. Yeah, I think a, kind, of, kind of a bad slate, man. Yeah, I'm itching for 4 o'clock on Sunday. Like, yeah, Let me get on with the rest of my week. Like, get on with the rest of my Sunday. Yeah, this this slate is not not appealing. Not easy, not good on uh, not good on the eyes. There's it's gonna be a ton of good, um, ton of good NBA games this week. Uh, if you are for everyone um, listening, um, watch and bet the Charlotte Hornets. They're a really really fun team. They are fast. They dunk on people. They shoot threes. They love playing with each other. They're they're everything <laughs> that I want the Sixers to be. They they are a really really fun team. They're super fun to bet. Um, nice little parlay on on a couple of their young guys. Um, another fun team, the Bulls, uh, currently four and zero. They are again another. They're super fun. They play hard on defense. They got a ton of guys who will dunk on your face. Um, Really, really, really fun team to watch. So, those are my two to look out for if you're if you're pacing your uh, your first couple of uh, basketball parlays for the for the year. Um, the the Bulls and the Hornets are are our early darlings. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's going to be a really, really fun next couple of weeks. How are the Raiders on by on Halloween weekend? I know it's not Oakland in the black hole anymore, but that feels like a fan base that deserves to play at home. Oh, because Vegas, I mean. Vegas, <laughs> it's way different in Vegas, but still. Like, you think maybe the Bengals, black and orange, they have a good fan. I think, like I, I said, it's a bunch. Uh, like, AFC North is the other fan base that I respect because yeah. they're, like, kind of similar weather, kind of yeah. got the same vibes as, like, the Philadelphia, New York, Boston, kind of D.C. area. Especially, especially Browns and Bengals fans. I feel like they're they – They're rabid. Yeah, I feel like they're late. The most to Eagles fans because they're they're just as rabid. Like you said, like the weather is really sucky out there after like 
uh, October too. Miser- just uh, miserable people. Just yeah. Miserable, just miserable like, blue collar folks. Love them. Love them. Bill, Bills are at home. They could have an exciting pregame, right? Yeah. Exciting tailgate sure. scene. Get some, uh, I don't know who posted them, probably like some bar stools. I think they sent uh I think they have a direct line to Barcelona. They, they probably just I think people just DM just DM wrong stuff all the time. <laughs> like they I don't know if they have like a Buffalo correspondent, but like <laughs> uh, not that we're affiliated with Barstool or anything, obviously, but uh I feel like that's that's the actual like Barstool content that people would like want to see. How, like, yeah, that's how it like, happens. Yeah. Yeah, like it's like just show me any videos of Buffalo Bills. And it's the way we talk about Whoever does those videos, it's I don't think it's Barstool, whoever yeah. uh, does those videos outside of Madison Square Garden with those Knicks fans. Oh, yeah. Like that yeah. should be a thing. Whoever like, did those videos. I want, I want to see whoever does that. Yeah. I want to see whether it's, you know, just random people on Twitter who are taking <laughs> those videos at Buffalo Bills tell you. It's like, show me that and make them blow up on TikTok, go viral some random accounts, whether it's for yeah. Sports Illustrated, whatever account. Someone needs to go find those. I don't care. Yeah, send it Rock sports. That's that's what we that's what we tune in for. That's the content we love. Yeah. All right. Well, getting late. Want to wrap this up? We good? Yeah. Yep. Eagle stink. Uh, keep leading green. You got here anything? No, it's nothing. All right. We'll be back next week. We have seven episodes in the book. Good for us, man. We're rocking. It. I love We're it. Killing it. We're killing it, and the deals aren't. It makes too much sense. All right. <laughs> Back next week. I might have another from the bleachers this week. It's not defended, but I had I did release one on dropped on Monday. So if you haven't listened to that, tune in too. Peace. Peace.